40% of the CFOs uh, were saying that they expected their revenues to increase, but compare that to 80% last year. And maybe if you say that on the flip side, 48% of the CFOs said that they expect their revenues to decrease, whereas last year that was only about 9%. Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgson-Keto. My guest today is Jeff Smith, Deloitte's U.S. real estate leader and one of the authors of the firm's 2023 Commercial Real Estate Outlook. Jeff is here to talk about the many issues commercial real estate executives are facing today against a backdrop of economic and geopolitical uncertainty. Jeff, thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Sarah. Glad to be here. Now, broadly speaking, how did this year's survey results compare to a year ago? And what are some of the key issues on the minds of commercial real estate executives today? Yeah, happy to hit that. Why don't I, too, for real quickly, I'll hit a little bit about the survey and how we conducted it. Um, you know, every year we can we conduct an outlook report that's primarily survey based on uh, executives, real estate executives. This year, what we did is we surveyed 450 CFOs across the globe, so North America, Europe, Asia Pacific, and we did it in June. And the reason why we did it in June is because we wanted to get it out to everyone now um, during budget forecast season. And we covered quite a bit in the report, like market dynamics, regulatory, talent, tech. But what I really love about this year's report is we included a lot of additional insights that were gathered by Deloitte. So I think everyone will enjoy it. We think about like the biggest changes from last year. There's quite a bit in there, but maybe I'll just hit on two of them um, right away. Um, so there's uncertainty out there, and that's we we actually titled it "Navigating Uncertainty," and where that you see that from is 40% uh, of the CFOs uh, were saying that they expected their revenues to increase, but compare that to 80% last year. And maybe if you say that on the flip side, 48% of the CFOs said that they expect their revenues to decrease, whereas last year that was only about 9%. And, and we had 33% of CFOs saying that they expect to cut costs. Um, another place that you're seeing kind of this uncertainty come through is in tech budgets. So there's um, under 50%, I think it was like 48% responded saying that they're going to increase their tech budgets versus 72% last year, which is um, kind of interesting to me because, um, you know, only 17% said that they planned to increase their budgets by 5% or more. But when you compare that to last year, I think the average last year was about 10% overall of increases in, in budgets. So really, in, and it's not surprising um, that we have this uncertainty out there when you consider, you know, increased inflation, increased interest rates, you know, the supply chain, some of the supply chain issues people are having, obviously the war in Ukraine um, hasn't helped that. Um, so really, um, the big trends are, are are showing that there's a little bit of uncertainty. And as you mentioned, the survey definitely shows reservations about overall performance. But what does it indicate when it comes to the outlook for real estate fundamentals? Yeah, it's it's interesting because when you see the uncertainty and you look at the at the you know broader macro trend, uh, trends there. There's a little bit of uncertainty, but when we ask the CFOs about the fundamentals, it's in general pretty positive. You know, over 50% of the CFOs said that they expect increased leasing this next year and increased rental rates this next year. 
and um, decrease vacancies. I think everybody acknowledges that the cost of capital is going up, but um, the real estate industry is pretty well prepared for that. Um, the, a lot of CFOs spend a lot of time getting their, their balance sheets in a good position. Debt to equity ratios are pretty low cons uh, compared to history. So in general, being um, pretty positive. And I think that's, uh, these are overviews. And I think that's being a buoyed a bit by the industrial and multifamily and digital sectors. Um, but also opening up, you know, the opening up after COVID helped retail and hospitality as well. And um, clearly there's still some concerns about inflation. Um, that doesn't hurt everyone in the real estate industry as much as um, some other industries. And that's, as you know, like real estate generally does pretty well, REITs do pretty well in um, inflationary markets. They, they can pass through a lot of those increased costs, costs but you know, consumers are, are getting squeezed a little bit. So, you know, we'll see what that does to retail. We'll know a lot more here over the next couple of months. So just staying on the subject of property sectors, where are the best opportunities for investors and owners to see growth in the coming year? Sarah, this is really interesting to me. Where do you think that it came out? Like I, I would have said, oh, it's got to be industrial and multifamily. In the U.S., it was logistics warehousing. In Europe, suburban office and Asia Pacific digital economy. So this is like Tyrus data centers. And this is when we ask the question around risk adjusted returns, like where's the best way places to invest. But the big surprising thing for me was that when you looked at it overall, downtown office was number one, uh, with 36% of the respondents saying that there's an opportunity to invest in office, which, you know, tells me that um, either, you know, uh, the investments are trading uh, below, um, and there's an opportunity there. Or not everybody has given up on office yet, and depending upon what happens now over the next, let's call it three months. I mean, we've had a couple of labor days come by where uh, companies, real estate companies in particular, have tried to get you know serious about, hey, let's get back into the office. And uh, not everyone has has. They've said that, yeah, I'll come in three days a week, but maybe it's been more like three days every two weeks or, you know, four days in the month. And I think there's a real showdown that's that's happening now where um, some decisions will be made and um, companies will companies will try to figure out here, you know, which lane are we going to go go in here. Yeah, I have to say I was really surprised by the office sector um, results in the survey and. Just wondering if the market, if you think the market's pricing that in, if, if they're sharing that sentiment. Yeah, it's a, the, the hard part is I don't think anybody knows yet, Sarah. And I think the market must be pricing that in. Off streets have been um, hurt um, quite a bit over the last couple of years. Obviously, their stock prices have been down. And it, you get it, you know, 40, office occupancy is at like 44% of pre-pandemic levels. Um, and vacancies have gone up, but um, there is, you know, there is this new, you know, uh, I think time here after Labor Day where um, some, where I think employers need to make a decision, you know, are they going to hold people to coming in or are they going to be flexible or are they going to be completely remote? What we're 
saying to people. What I'm saying to people is, hey, you know, we get that it's been pretty uncertain over the last couple of years. Pretty soon, though, you need to make a decision, pick a lane, and then support your employees when you go down that lane. So that means if you're going to have flexible work arrangements or people coming in a few days a week, which seems to be um, the trend, then you've got to support those employees by, you know, having the right technology um, in, in the office so that those who are calling in remotely um, don't feel like they're out of the conversation. So real investment in, in that type of technology. And then, or if you're going to have people come in and say, no, we want you in here four to five days a week, you got to give them a reason to come in. And that's, you know, better space, uh, purpose of work. Um, you, you, you just need to support that lane. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting area to watch. Um, Jeff, given the expectation for continued market uncertainty, what are some trends that Deloitte recommends that commercial real estate leaders focus on? I might surprise you here. Well, maybe not, but I, I think a couple of big trends that came out in the outlook that people really need to pay attention to relates to ESG and, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, I was at... Um, Nareet's Reetworks uh, last week. Deloitte was a platinum sponsor there. Um, and we did that because we think it's really important to focus on um, sustainability and diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when you think about real estate and how it touches everyone's everyday lives and just how important it is to our daily experiences, real estate's in front of us everywhere. And, and these are two big areas where we've got an opportunity to be leaders. And if I look at the report as it relates to sustainability, um, it was a little bit dis disturbing, shocking, I guess, that only 12% of the respondents said that they were prepared for regulatory action. And when you think about what's going on across the globe, particularly in Europe and then here in the, in the States with some uh, SEC requirements, uh, we, we think that no matter what happens, it's, it's a matter of when it's going to happen, not if we're going to have additional reporting. And only 7% of the CFOs said that they're using ESG data analytics in all their investment decisions. And I think that's going to become a lot more important. Um, when you think about the changing regulatory environment and the regulations going on, you want to make sure you don't leave stranded assets where assets aren't meeting the requirements of any local um, requirements. And then one other thing, too, to keep in mind, we've got another uh, outlook for our investment management companies. And in there, there's a, there's a stat that by 2024, over 50% of the, the investments that big asset managers are going to be making will be ESG aligned. So real estate has to be an alternative for investment. So I think the sustainability part of this is really important. But then another trend to look at kind of gets back to the to the employees, what we were talking about before. Um, and when we asked the CFOs what it is that they were doing um, to attract employees um, and retained employees, on the top of everyone's list was diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really um, finding ways to increase focus on diversity and equity and inclusion initiatives. 44% of CFOs in North America uh, said that. So, um, you know, 
it, it's it it's important. These two issues are important and two trends to keep in keep an eye on. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a bit further about those trends. I mean, from what you're saying, it sounds like the industry still has quite a bit to to go in terms of preparing for regulatory action. They do. And there's almost like there's an awakening that's that's happened. And, and again, I saw it down at NARI. And, and part of this in the U.S., we feel it because the SEC proposed some additional rules for uh, reporting um, climate measures. And while those rules aren't final yet, there's an expectation that those will be final, you know, soon, um, possibly by the end of the year. And I, I saw a number of sustainability officers who were saying, "Okay, welcome to the party. We've been looking at this for a couple of uh, of years, a number of years now, and it's good to see that it's got the attention of the rest of the company." And what are some of the key steps that commercial real estate firms are taking these days to attract and retain talent? Well, a lot, uh, as you can imagine. I, I just mentioned increased focus on on DEI initiatives, but a lot of it's about creating flexibility and um, You've got to create space that employees want to come to. So we're talking about you know lounges and meeting spaces, you know amenities that um, attract employees to the to the office or to the company. And I think even more important than that is just create meaningful work. Real estate hasn't been, you know, the poster child for. Um, you know, always investing in in really good technology. We've had a lot of manual processes, people doing manual processes, a lot of spreadsheets, and you know, employees don't want to do that work. I mean, so employers need to automate more. You know, have those employees, you know, have some more value-added work so that they can feel good about what they're doing. I, I think that's something else that employers can do really to attract talent. Finally, Jeff, there's lots of interesting stuff in the Deloitte survey, but is there anything else that you'd like to highlight? Well, I appreciate you saying that. And yeah, the, the, yes, there's there's uh, there's a lot of neat things. I just aged myself by saying neat. But one, <laughs> one of the cooler trends, I think, that came out in the survey was that there really is a broader awareness and interest by the real estate executives and how the digital world and the physical world is interacting. Obviously, you know, real estate companies have been um, focusing on analytics and understanding their customer base, and but there's a lot more interest in things like crypto payments, um, you know, blockchain and, and smart contracts, metaverse. Uh, tokenization of real estate, which I think could be uh, a pretty big deal in, in, a, in, in a few years. And we saw that, you know, before we didn't see much interest in that, but in this year's survey, 50% of the those who responded were at least piloting or in early implementation or in production on cryptocurrency for payments, smart contracts, and tokenization. Excellent, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. 